Welcome to T3, Today, Tomorrow's Technologies. Your host is Jose Negron. We take the guesswork out of technological jargon so that you know what's next, why it's great or not so great, and how you can benefit from it by learning about it early. Now, here is Jose Negron. Welcome back, everybody. This is your host, Jose Negron, on voiceamerica.com on the Variety Channel, hosting the leading technology show, T3, Today, Tomorrow's Technologies, every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time or noon East Coast Time. You can catch us every Monday and Tuesday. See your local listing, the exact time in the morning or evening programs at voiceamerica.com, the variety channel. Look up T3 today, tomorrow's technologies. First of all, I'd like to thank my audience, especially in the U.S. and our international audience. Uh, I cannot uh, be more proud of each of you uh, either listening to our show directly or downloading our podcast. As a reminder to our audience, the purpose of T3 is to integrate scientific discussions, engineering discussions, and bring on new innovators and talk to the non-techies. This has been the success of the program. I'm proud of T3 for providing the knowledge and further research and understanding technology that you'll be using in your particular situation of personal lifestyle. Also, uh, on each show, we invite experts. Uh, Today, uh, I will be the guest and host of the show. Uh, The show today is is technology round robin. And the reason I stated that is I've always wanted to do a long distance motorcycle trip. And I accomplished that uh, between the 21st of uh, December to the 27th of December. It was uh, a fantastic ride from uh, uh, Washington, D.C., Virginia side, uh, down to Leesville, Louisiana, up to Dallas, Texas, and then back. Uh, Six-day adventure, five days of riding, uh, approximately a a little bit over 3,000 miles. And I'm going to talk about that trip. But first of all, uh, to keep our audience involved in T3, and this is the show to call in or email me. Uh, I'm at uh, 866-472-5788 or email me at todaytomorrowstechnologies at gmail.com. So one of the things we would like to do today, uh, you know, over the last few months, uh, you know, I've observed that we've really discussed uh, a great deal of technology topics on today, tomorrow's te- uh, te- technology, and especially in season five, we've covered over 15 major topics uh, which have impacts on our lives. And I find these topics very interesting and important since T3 takes very uh, much the pride and I highlight uh, future innovations, technology, engineering products for our audience, and T3 continues to lead the t- key technology to de- discussions. Uh, We talk about topics, ideas introduced by various tech schools, science schools, engineering, and other um, innovators who roll out new products and ideas. Uh, T3, today, Tomorrow's Technology, has contributed to the understanding of 25 new technologies or innovations, many uh, that are seen in Lead Technology Magazine. Some of the key technologies covered, and I'm just going to go through a couple of the 
podcasts that we've had, and I would like for my audience members to really pay attention to this because it's really, really critical. And if you see a topic that you're very interested on, well, these are the topics we've covered, and we covered it uh, with uh, special guests and stuff. So the last uh, discussion that we've had uh, on the uh, uh, Today, Tomorrow's Technology, uh, the first podcast is the need for intellectual pro- uh, property protection. I would encourage everybody to take a look at that. It was a great show, and we had a great guest speaker there. Uh, the other topics have been robots. What do we know? Technology needed now and after hurricane activities. Recycling nuclear fuel. Is it the time now for the U.S.? Tech experts in business or at home. Space robots. Motorcycle technology. 2020 Harley-Davidson rollout. And I would encourage everybody to go take a look at that one. I'm going to talk about the, the road trip I took on my Harley uh, Roguelide Limited. And I'm telling you, it was a fantastic trip. But we'll talk about the technologies and how I use the various uh, technologies, both on my computer, my apps, uh, uh, the various technologies that are seen out there. And we'll talk about it. Uh, technology, do I have it? That was the big question I was asking myself as I was prepping for this trip. How important is space? Uh, I've answered that. Space, the next frontier. Nuclear power, recycling, what do I know? Uh, technology now in the future, television, journals, or owning the technology. This is critical because I think uh, we've done a very good job on T3 today, tomorrow's technology, describing the future technologies and opportunities that each of us will be presented to help our lifestyle. Understanding or misunderstanding of technology advancements. There's always pros and cons on technology, and I really take pride in trying to explain the positive uh, as Usual, anything can have a negative effect, but most of the technologies will have a positive effect if used correctly. And then, of course, transportation technology and innovation. Can we really do this? Uh, a lot of the metro cities are going into, you know, the Uber, the Lyft, um, the scooter, the bicycles. Um, the millennials now don't even care about having a driver's license. So we've covered that with our special guests there. You know, good program to listen to. Technology impacts our daily activities and I go through specific activities that I see technologies impacting the way we live and and making our world a little bit more comfortable. Off-road racing fun. Uh, Let me tell you that was our 15th year anniversary uh, this past year, March 13th. Uh, It is uh, the autonomous vehicle and uh, we've been making a lot of great strides. I always enjoy talking about the autonomous vehicle. Technology and innovation. What do I know? Uh, That is critical because it talks about uh, disruptive technology and all the other technologies that come forward. Round-robin discussion on technology. I took all uh, bits and pieces uh, of automation, uh, robotics, uh, other uh, key technologies in various uh, communities, whether it's education, medical, business, and so forth, and a big push on, uh, of course, the uh, logistics piece on that. And then, of course, part two, technology and innovation, Pneumobag kit, that is the hyperbaric chamber portable uh, wound care product, 
technology innovation. How cool is it? We talked about new chroma, the uh, eye lenses that will help improve your vision. And if you're dyslectic or have migraine, this is a product for you. Space, why return to the moon? A lot of discussions here lately on, on space technology. Uh, space robots, uh, listening, uh, you know, we've just got to take a look at space robots. I, I was, uh, when I did that show, I was very, uh, I guess, uh, unimportant form uh, before I started prepping for that show. I, I did not realize how many uh, uh, spacecraft, robotic spacecraft adventures that we've had, uh, both in the U.S. space program and al- also the international and now the commercial uh, uh, folks are starting off. Medical robots and innovations, we've talked about. Medical technology and innovation, we've talked about that. Automation, is it needed now? A lot of us are afraid, uh, you know, a lot of discussion on automation, the robotics, Robotics, uh, uh, artificial intelligence uh, taking over certain functions. I agree they're going to take certain functions away from a human being. That is going to happen. But I also believe and I have great, uh, I guess, uh, great anticipation of what the new technology and career fields that will open up. Robots. What do we know? We just really need to understand what these robots will tell us. And finally, what is technology and and why is technology and innovation important? These are the programs we've talked about in our show uh, today, Tomorrow's Technology. I just wanted to list them. Uh, I would encourage every one of you that if you saw a a title here, uh, please go to the page uh, on the Variety Channel. Look up T3 Today, Tomorrow's Technology. And as we've discussed, go ahead and download load that podcast. These are key technologies and you need to understand how they will impact your life. These are top science, technology, innovation, and engineering topics of interest. And if you look up any magazine, we've hit uh, one of the top 25 uh, topics in their discussion. So please, uh, once again, uh, last time, go to voiceamerica.com, the Variety Channel, look up T3 Today, Tomorrow's Technology, the lead technology show, and pick up the podcast of your choice. We've covered a variety of topics. Today, I'd like to talk a little bit about uh, really uh, an adventure. And I I have two things that I've listed on my bucket list. Uh, The first one, of course, is to take a long-distance ride on my motorcycle. And I began that preparation phase almost, well, almost three years ago when I I bought my first motorcycle. It was a 1200 uh, Harley-Davidson. I I rode it around for a year. Then I bumped it up to a 2016 Road Glide Ultra. I rode that around for about a year and a half. And just recently, in the last three months, I bought a 2020. And during that time, I've taken uh, several several rides. Uh, I, I took a ride uh, sometime this summer, which I learned a lot, and I learned a lot about weather and the preparation needed to ensure that you can make a successful trip. And I use a lot of those lessons from the first trip that I took uh, on this winter trip that I took from D.C., Virginia area, down to Leesville, Louisiana, down to, up to Dallas, Texas, and back. It was a six-day trip, five days of riding, over three thousand miles. So if you put that in context between the 21st and the 27th of, of December, that's quite a ride. And a lot of people told me I was crazy to do it in the wintertime. What kind of weather uh, you're going to, you know, you're going to get snow, you're going to get sleet, you're going to get rain, it's going to be cold. Well, I experienced uh, 
most of that, especially coal. Thank goodness it did not snow or sleet, but I did experience a, a good day of rain, and I'll talk a little bit about that. So that's one of my bucket lists is take a long-distance trip. Uh, really, I'm prepping for it. The trip I took in December is prepping for the ultimate trip here, and I say ultimate because I've always wanted to go to the Western National Parks, and we're going to start off in Reno, Nevada. We'll go on to Utah, go on up to Wyoming, and uh, right on down to Rapid City, hitting all the national monuments from the inter- International or Intercontinental Railroad uh, uh, that we'll see at Utah, up to Bozeman, up to Crazy Horse, to Custer's Last Stand, to uh, the uh, Mount Rushmore, to all uh, the Badlands, and and all the way back to Reno and Mojave. Me and my buddy are going to do that. I'm expecting that trip to be just nothing but fun. It's a 10-day trip, about 1,500 miles one way, 1,500 miles the next. And uh, I think we can do all that. Uh, Really easy riding. But in preparation for that trip, I've decided uh, to take the long winter trip. And everybody from family members to friends and everybody else told me I was just absolutely crazy. But anyway, I did take the trip on my uh, 2020 Road Glide Limited. Uh, If you want to know a little bit more about motorcycles, go to the uh, Motorcycle Technology 2020 Harley Davidson rolled out uh, podcast. Download that. Uh, let me tell you, it's a marvelous machine, uh, updated technology, engine, chassis, entertainment box. It's got the latest uh, gadgets and, and it really, really, really helped me. But as I said, I took this trip in preparation for my summer trip from, uh, uh, like I said, Reno, Nevada to uh Promontory Summit, Utah, to Bozeman, uh, Wyoming, to Rapid City, South Dakota, and back into Reno, hitting all the national parks. And I'm looking forward to that. Uh, The Transcontinental Railroad at Promontory Summit, Utah, uh, completed in 1869. So, you know, then you go off to uh, uh, the Grand Tetons, Old Glory. I I can't wait for that trip. But in order to take that trip, I decided to prep. And I decided to take many short little trips around the neighborhood here in the wintertime. In fact, uh, you know, when it's cold, some folks are, you know, riding motorcycles year year around. And I admire those guys. I'm not one of those. In fact, uh, as I was looking into buying a motorcycle, uh, I was looking at, you know, heated grips, heated uh, seats, uh, therefore, and, and so on. And I remember running into a couple folks up there in uh, in Knoxville and says, look, if it, the weather's that bad and you need heated seat and heated, you don't expect me to be on the road. Well, you know, that's probably true for some folks. I figured out about a third of folks ride in sunny weather and that's kind of where I was other folks ride it in a mixture of weather and some folks are just uh, full flood um, blooded uh, uh, motorcycle riders it doesn't matter what kind of motorcycle riding conditions they have they're going to run the bike so I'm going to talk about in our next segment uh, that particular trip and how I prepped and the technology capabilities both uh, from a bike's perspective from a navigational planning perspective from forecasting the weather, uh, what type of clothing, and then what what did I prepare and how did I prepare and what did I forget and what were the, some of the lessons I learned because it's critical on that. So I'll talk a little bit about that in the next segment. So that's one of my bucket lists. Hopefully in the next six months, I'll come back and talk, talk to you each of you about flying 
because I looked at, uh, I've been flying in the Air Force for 29 years, and uh, I stopped flying for almost 15, and now I've got the bug to get back up in the air and uh, and renew my pilot uh, license and uh, and go from there. But I'm, I'm looking at the FAR regulations, I'm looking at UAVs, unmanned aerial vehicles, and that technology, and I am surprised uh, of all the new technologies, the registration was frustrating for the uh, um, FAA uh, as far as for UAV, but uh, I can understand why. If you're flying an unmanned aerial vehicle in the wrong place near airports, you you shouldn't be there, okay? (laughs) Go to a field, a high school, you know, your backyard, if you have a big enough backyard, fly your UAV there, not near airports. And uh, for those of you who do that, then, of course, you deserve to get arrested. Uh, But you impact our lives, and uh, and this is the reason we have the uh, FAA coming out that you have to register your drone. Anyway, uh, more on that, uh, flight school, uh, flight aviation. So anyway, uh, during Christmas, I decided to build myself a uh, 172 cockpit. I will be practicing on that. I cannot wait to uh, to start uh, the flying lessons. I've already downloaded most of the FAR regulations uh, and start brushing up on the navigational terms. So those are the two big bucket list items I have in the next uh, 12 months that I'll be carrying out. When we get back here, uh, uh, I'll be talking to you about uh, the large or the road trip, uh, the pre-planning, uh, the testing of the equipment, and then, of course, the execution of this road trip from Washington, D.C., Virginia side, all the way down to Leesville, Louisiana, which is halfway uh, down Louisiana on the western side, and back up to Dallas, northern Dallas, Texas, and back. And uh, as I said, that was a six-day journey, uh, five days of riding, and uh, uh, just about a little bit over 3,000 miles, and I loved every minute of it at all kinds of conditions from cold, cool, wet, and just beautiful, sunny, but cool weather uh, driving that. Uh, so when we get back, I'll talk to you a little bit about that. We'll cover really the the basic six questions. Uh, what, did, what do I know about winter uh, long driving or expectations on a long drive? Uh, what kind of condition my bike was? What kind of navigation planning tools I had? What kind of weather uh, tools, forecasting tools I had? What type of clothing? And how did I prepare And we'll be right back in a few minutes. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips offers a psychological perspective on coping with common and current life issues. This show addresses topics as varied as marital stress, insomnia, depression, raising teens, campus violence, and building self-resilience. Listen in as Dr. Phillips and her guest experts share the latest in books, findings, and information that will inform and enhance your life journey. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. 
ever experience the joy of living, not just aspects of your life, but the true joy of life itself. Barry Shore has. You could call him an ambassador of joy. From a successful entrepreneur to becoming a quadriplegic due to a rare disease to his ongoing recovery through swimming and physical rehabilitation. Barry now presents his gifts to others as host of The Joy of Living. All you need to do is tune in. Listen live every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is on Instagram. Make sure you follow us and comment on our pictures from behind the scenes at our radio shows, live events, and around the network. We want to see what you have to share as well. Check us out on Instagram at Voice America Talk Radio. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. listening to today tomorrow's technologies to reach the program today please call in to 1-866-472-5788 that's 1-866-472-5788 or send an email to today tomorrow's technologies at gmail.com now back to our show Welcome back, folks. This is Jose Negron, your host on uh, the Lead Technology Show t- today, Tomorrow's Technology. And I have a continuation, just the first uh, part. We've covered a lot of the podcast topics that we've covered on T3. Uh, I encourage every one of you to go to Voice America, the Variety Channel, and look up T3 today, Tomorrow's Technology, and pick a topic. Uh, we've covered everything from robotics to automation to space technology to various uh, innovation and technology use. I thank my audience for uh, taking that opportunity to listen to uh, T3, and I will continue on. Uh, at, uh, before we ended the last segment, I was talking about two major bucket lists I was talking about or ne- wanted to do. One was a major a motorcycle trip, which I'm prepping for for in June, around the 15th, approximately 10 to 15 days. We talked a little bit about that. And the second one, of course, is uh, picking up my uh, private pilot license and the technology needed to do that, both from a uh, a book's perspective um, and just learning the FAR regulation and then just going out and flying. But let's, uh, uh, this this topic or this segment, I'd like to talk about uh, technology round robin, use of my uh, 2020 Harley-Davidson Road Glide Ultra. I, uh, I had a trip. I was preparing for a trip. I've never done a winter trip, so I was uh, just preparing. Uh, was the bike safe to take a winter trip? Uh, you see a lot of uh, hard riders on motorcycles of riding constantly. You got uh, what I used to be, uh, uh, I call it a summer driver only, and now I'm kind of a little bit of a mixture. I'll drive in, in fairly uh, reasonable weather, and, and that's uh, no snow, no ice, no sleet. I'll stay inside, but anything other than that, I'm, I'll probably be on the road. Uh, so the, uh, today's discussion is technology round robin. I'm on my uh, 2020 Road Glide Limited, and I decided to take a prep trip uh, um, preparing myself for the long summer trip because it's about 3,000 miles starting off at Reno, headed off to Utah, Wyoming, down to South Dakota, and then back to Reno. So uh, hitting all the national parks along the way. So I can't wait to do that. But in order to prep for that trip, I wasn't sure, you know, w- would the bike make it? Uh, what do I need to add to the bike? What do I need to add from uh, physical comfort to the bike? What uh, technology should I use? What 
is it that I need to know about on long trips? What should I avoid? How should I pack? Uh, and then, of course, me and my buddies are, are taking a trip. Uh, this is a winter trip, so it's a little bit different, but uh, uh, the same type of questions I started asking myself. And I started, uh, really uh, broke down the trip uh, from Washington, uh, D.C., Virginia side of the house, uh, down to Leesville, Louisiana, back up to Dallas, Texas, and then uh, straight back to Virginia. Uh, what I really broke down the trip was the planning phase. I focused on what I needed for the bike, how far could I go uh, and expect uh, each day uh, for a ride, worked on the high and low tech equipment uh, that I would need for the bike, and also the uh, you know the, the clothing uh, uh, that I needed. And I worked on this from uh, September to December, just planning the trip, outlining the trip, both from a bike factor, uh, from a clothing factor, and then, of course, the uh, weather factor in navigation. I also tested uh, along the way various uh, cold weather gear that I had, and I purchased cold weather gear, and, and I refined that cold weather gear from October to November, and in fact, uh, the first week of December, I ended up putting a new windshield uh, on the bike. I executed a trip in six days, traveled uh uh, traveling, five days of riding, and approximately 3,000-plus miles driven. Uh, the first day I left, it was uh, 26 degrees, and you add uh, about 65 miles an hour, so you know I've got a wind chill factor uh probably at uh, 10 degrees. Uh, second day uh, from Knoxville to West Monroe, Louisiana, I can tell you I was in the rain and the weather for 10 hours. Uh, everybody who saw me riding my motorcycle with uh, down uh, the interstate there, was, uh, you know, I was, I was wondering what they were thinking. What is that crazy man doing when it's raining cats and dogs riding from Knoxville to West Monroe, Louisiana? It took about 10 hours. Uh, but I'll tell you, the preparation, the winter gear that I had uh, the layering effects, uh, the waterproof clothing, uh, the the uh, equipment I had on, as well as the preparation of the bike, uh, made that day go go very easy, and it was really comfortable that day. And then, of course, the third day uh, was nice and cool and sunny. It went from Lisa, Louisiana, back up to uh, Dallas, and it was a nice uh, sunny day. Got cool when the sun set, but it was just a beautiful day to be riding. And then, of course, the fourth day I took off and just visited my brother, a very good friend of mine uh, from the Dallas uh, uh, area, and just had an enjoyable day just sitting back chatting with good friends and, and my brother, Ed. And then finally, the sixth and seventh day, I just rode uh, back to uh, the D.C. area, uh, stopped along the way at Richmond to visit my daughter. But I I was antsy, ready to get back home. And let me tell you, it was, it was sunny and cool both those days. It got a little... Uh, uh, cooler at night uh, because of the uh, sunset, but it was perfect. The equipment was perfect, and I'll tell you a little bit about that. This round-robin trip from D.C., uh, Virginia, aside uh, to Leesville, Louisiana, to Dallas, uh, was uh, really a tech challenge as well. It, it presented a lot of uh, opportunities, and I am glad I took it because I, got, I had a lot of lessons learned. It's just one of those trips that you've got to go take uh, in preparation for my summer trip, and I did that. And I'm very happy for that. But the uh, first thing I would say is, uh, what what did I know? 
what did I use from a technology perspective uh, to get ready for that trip, and how would I prepare for that trip? Both from uh, uh, so you know, both from a bike perspective and a and a human dynamics perspective as far as the clothing, uh, the knowledge base that you would need to have in prepping that trip. Uh, as I said, mo- m- many of my friends told me I was crazy because I'm traveling in the winter time. But let me tell you, I went to the internet, I went to the YouTube, I went to uh, uh, various, um, you know, uh, uh, Google a lot of long trips, and and therefore, I I had a lot of folks experience telling me what they did, what they didn't do right, what they would do the next time. So I learned a lot from that perspective. Also, my trip, uh, remember I recounted a trip back from uh, the Virginia side, D.C. area, about 550 plus miles uh, back in the summertime from D.C. to Knoxville and back. I did that and learned a lot. The first day it rained all day. Thank goodness it was summer, so you dried off real quick. And then, of course, it was real, real sunny on the way back. I learned a little bit about uh, sunburn on that day. But uh, also, the condition of the bike. I have a brand new bike. So the question was, what else do I need for a winter trip? And I really started looking at that. A year ago, we went out to Geneva, Switzerland, and I noticed everybody had little hand guard gauntlet covers and I go why do they do that but they were they were riding their scooters in the rain and the sleet in the snow I they just ride and I'm going oh okay so they're covering up their hands they're heating it up some of them have uh, heated hand grips so that was interesting so I started looking into that navigation planning both from a Google map ways planning and, and also apps various apps up there road riders uh, in the um, the Harley Davidson uh, road trip planner uh, the most important part was the weather forecasting. What did I look at? I looked at the 30 days. I looked at the two weeks. I looked at the local radio, uh, TV stations, whatever I could find uh, to understand the weather forecast, weather uh, patterns. And I will tell you that that really helped out a lot because there was that sweet spot between the 21st and 27th. Uh, on the 21st, they were predicting uh, ice and sleet uh, before I took off. And my commitment was if it's ice and sleet, I'm not going anywhere because I'm headed towards the mountains or the hills and I didn't want to uh, continue that so I just kept on going and we uh, continue on that trip but uh, the forecast for the cities I would go to uh, uh, you know from Virginia to uh, Knoxville to West Monroe to Leesville to Dallas back through Nashville Knoxville up to Richmond and back to uh, DC uh, area was very helpful to me because I was able to plan and forecast the weather. I will tell you, I did miss one, one forecast. I knew I would be expecting rain or going through rain. I just didn't know I was going to go through rain for 10 hours. And that was, uh, it was a surprise, but I was prepared to go through rain about four to five hours. So therefore, I was prepared to go through that weather front. And I did go through that weather front. And we'll talk a little bit about that. But what helped me more than anything else was the clothing that I used. And uh, I mean, it kept me, uh, kept me from being cold, kept me from being wet. Uh, it was a long drive during the day, uh, but I stay safe and I stay dried. And, and more importantly, in the winter, most people tell you, you got to stay warm. Got to stay warm. If you're staying warm, you're going to be okay. And then finally, you know, how, how did I prepare? How did I pack? What were the lessons I learned? Uh, you know, I, I have on the Harley-Davidson, you've got your, your two side packs, you've got your... Uh, 
main luggage rack and then of course i had a, a little uh, 20 pound uh, bag that i put on top of the luggage rack it, but i bought a um, backpack waterproof cover that i use for that bag because it's a non uh, waterproof bag and it worked like a champ i can't, could not be have been any prouder or really uh, proud of the material in fact i'm thinking about buying it again just for because it was about less than 20 bucks and it and it did its its job but let's talk about uh some of the questions i was asking myself as i was, I was prepping for the trip because if you hadn't taken a motorcycle trip one one thing is take a little short ride one or two hours another is to take uh like i did a six-day adventure trip uh five days of riding over three thousand miles and then of course now you add the complexity of the winter and it, i'll tell you it, for me it was fun uh some of you guys may not like it but it was fun so let's let me uh just go through some of the questions that i went through uh so let's talk about it and and how i prepared and i would ask each of you if you've got some questions to ask me uh please call me at 866-472-5788 or email to me at today's tomorrow's technologies at gmail.com remember the purpose of this winter trip was preparing for my summer trip and the summer trip uh, i'm going from marine to Utah, to Bozeman, uh, Wyoming, back down to Rapid City, South Dakota, back to Reno. We've got about approximately 24 to 30 national landmarks uh, or parks that we want to go see, and we are just going to have a blast. But this trip here in the wintertime, I was taking to prepare for that uh, long trip there. Uh, you know, uh, what what would I need for the bike? Uh, what kind of clothing I would need? How would I prepare? Would my uh, uh, saddlebag be okay uh, to carry the the uh, you know the clothing that I need to to ride the long trip. Uh, my guess it's going to be a ten to fifteen day trip. We're still working out the details right now. We're up to ten days. We can do it, but uh, I'd like to stretch it out a little bit more so we can visit the national parks. But uh, these are some of the questions I asked myself as I was prepping for the trip. I'd like to go through these questions. We'll do a, a probably two of them now, and then we'll defer to the rest of them. At the third segment so let's let's start uh you know what did i know about riding in the winter and what did i expect in the long trips and where do i go to get the knowledge you know uh, i i tell you i spent a lot of time on youtube i've watched several youtube uh, uh shows about uh long uh motorcycle riding uh the five things you ought to take on the motorcycle uh don't forget uh, these 10 key items uh i talked to folks who've ridden a long time. I've got a good buddy of mine, uh, Dick Ross, uh, who's been a guest on the show, talked about uh, getting ready for the trip and his experience. He's got over 40 years of riding bikes. So I spent a lot of time talking to these folks, prepping for the uh, bike, looking at what I had on my bike, what would I need on the bike. So I, I learned, and it's critical to understand the challenges that I would face, both from a winter perspective, the long trip riding, the bike conditions, uh, the clothing the weather, the planning, and then, of course, uh, uh, just uh, preparing what I needed to be packed and when what I needed to pack.
pack where because it's critical on a motorcycle that you know where you're packing stuff so you can get access to that uh, item right away. And I'll talk a little bit about uh, uh, some of those things. But uh, spent a lot of time on YouTube, internet, uh, just reading different things uh, uh, that interest me about the long trip. The second question I asked myself was. Uh, the bike. The bike is a brand new bike. It's a, a 2020 uh, Road Glide uh, uh, Limited. Uh, no problems for a first look at the bike, but I'm riding in the winter. This is not a summer ride. And so the question I started asking myself is uh, the windshield. The windshield is about 14 inches. I decided to to try a 19 inch, but it was too high that because uh, I wanted the air to be blocked. 19 inches, way too high. I had to cut down to the about 15 inches. So that's the first thing I ended up doing is uh, understanding the bike, understanding uh, the capability of the new windshield. And then, of course, uh, it's hard-coated uh, polycarbonated windshield. Uh, the fir- uh, you got to keep it about three inches above the windshield. I remember riding a 19-inch windshield one time, and before I left the driveway, I was already seasick almost. So that's crazy. A new bike. I looked at the maintenance, the functionality of the bike. Uh, we were going to go through the weather. The environment was going to be good. So all that preparation was good. The question for me in the winter ride is it's going to be cold and we're going to go uh, uh, be in the rain for a while. So I looked at the heated handlebars. What did I need to protect myself to keep warm? I ended up having uh, uh, putting some metal uh, uh, wind guards on there and then eventually uh, uh, what, what I call the uh, I, I call it the uh, handlebar gauntlet gloves uh, more than anything else. These are things that I saw in Europe. I talked a little bit about that in Switzerland. People ride their bikes, they stick their hands in there and it keeps them dry. And between the handlebars uh, and, the, and the wind gauntlets here, it was it was great. Uh, I, I cannot uh, uh, say anymore. In fact, the second day when I drove uh, through rain for 10 hours, those uh, uh, the uh, Power Mad uh, gauntlet handlebar guards is what I credit to keeping my hands nice and warm and comfortable during that trip. So those are the things I got ready. The other thing is uh, I learned on YouTube that uh, your brake, metal brakes, you uh, you know you use your brakes, your clutch, and so the recommendation is wrap them in a leather guard, and I ended up doing that. Another one uh, suggestion was if you don't have a backrest, get a backrest, and I ended up getting a backrest on that as well. And then, of course, the bike itself comes with the uh, lower fairing air cutoff valves, which I kept closed uh, just to protect my lower bodies. So these are the first two questions I ask. Uh, we've got a. Uh, let me just say that uh, we've covered a lot of uh, activities here. You're, I'm talking about uh, technology round robin on a 2020 Harley Davidson Road Glide Limited. I took a trip from Virginia, D.C. side of the house, all the way down to Leesville, Louisiana, back up to the North Dallas area and back. It was a six-day trip, five five days of riding, and almost 3,000 miles. I can't tell you how much I enjoyed the trip. We're talking about uh, some of the questions I asked myself. I had uh, about six major questions. We've gone over the first two. Uh, what did I know about riding long distance, and especially in winter, and how did I prepare the, uh, for the bike conditions and the capability of the road? And we'll be right back in a few minutes.
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. We all know that today our country is in many ways run by vested interests, which have accumulated large amounts of power for themselves and at our expense. But this can be changed by recognizing the problems and then by adopting libertarian solutions to address them. Tune into All Rise, the Libertarian Way with Judge Jim Gray. Judge Gray and his guests will discuss the problem areas of today and then present solutions that result in a better world for ourselves and and our children. Tune in Fridays at 7 a.m. Pacific, 10 a.m. Eastern on Voice America Variety. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. Voiceamerica.com. listening to today tomorrow's technologies to reach the program today please call in to 1-866-472-5788 that's 1-866-472-5788 or send an email to today tomorrow's technologies at gmail.com now back to our show Welcome back, folks. Uh, we're starting our third segment. In the first segment, I talked a little bit about technology topics and the interests of uh, new technologies, innovations, and I uh, ask you to go to voiceamerica.com, the very channel of the T3 program, Today, Tomorrow's Technologies, and download uh, technologies. We've introduced over 25 uh uh, topics and I'm very proud of the technologies that we've introduced. So take a look at that and uh, download the podcast you want to. You learned a lot. Uh, the second period, we talked a little bit about uh, a couple of my bucket trips. One was a long distance uh, motorcycle ride, and I'm going through details and how I use uh, various technologies from internet to to materials to gear to uh, to helping me plan the trip and executing the trip. Uh, the three uh, major areas. I looked at was uh, the planning of the trip, the testing of the trip, and of course, executing the trip itself. The trip took six days. I rode for five days and went over 3,000 miles, and it was done between the 21st and 27th of December, and I can tell you that I ran into all kinds of weather. The first day, uh, 26 degrees. Second day, it rained for over 10 hours, uh, about to mid-45 uh, temperature-wise, uh, and then, of course, uh, the, fourth, uh, the third day was nice and cool, sunny, but it was a beautiful riding day from uh, Leesville, Louisiana, up to the uh, North Dallas area. The The fourth day, I just took a break, visited 
my brothers and and a good friend of mine just had a great time there. And then, of course, the fifth and sixth day, I just drove all the way back, hoping to visit friends, but we were just off on timing. So I just kept on going, anxious to get back and and anxious uh, because the road was going fairly quickly down the road and it was a sunny, beautiful day. I will tell you, though, that when I was driving along the route, uh, Interstate 40, coming back, I, I felt like I was in a biplane because the weather was so beautiful. It was crisp. Uh, it was just uh, sunny, blue skies. It was just beautiful, and it was just brought a lot of memories. Uh, I, I'm telling you about the 2020 Road Glide Limited. It's a high-power technology machine, and uh, I will. Uh, I'm just pleased with everything from from the engines uh, to the frame uh, to the information center, the boombox itself. All high-tech, all uh, uh, critical in making that machine do what it needed to do. The next thing I had to do is, of course, plan the trip. I use all kinds of apps, internet, um, YouTube uh, listing, uh, try to find things on magazines and books to help me understand uh, what type, uh, what conditions I would be expecting to face, uh, what do I need to bring on a long trip, and some key items or mistakes that people learn along the way that you didn't want to repeat. And finally, we're down to uh, the third segment uh, today. I want to talk about uh, the navigation tool. Uh, remember, when you're taking a long trip, at least in a motorcycle, um, I'm looking for uh, places to stay, uh, distances to drive in a day, and of course make as uh, as much as possible a, a very exciting, comfortable trip. So my navigation planning tools. I started back in September planning the trip. I use uh, past experience, uh, experiences from friends, and especially uh, I took all those uh, considerations and and lessons learned to really uh, uh, map out this winter trip. Uh, uh, from uh, D.C., Virginia side, all the way down to Leesville, to Dallas and back. And and I use uh, Google Map. I use uh, the Harley-Davidson Trip Planner. I, I use uh, Road Trip Planner as well. Uh, but all those gave me different perspectives. So just the technology, both from the Internet the computer, books, uh, the uh, applications that I loaded on my bike, I had that opportunity, as well as uh, apps that I loaded on my phone. So all these are technologies I was able to combine to make the navigation easier uh, and and more productive for me because uh, I expected cold water, uh, cold weather, and if not, at least very cool weather, about 42 degrees to 45, and I knew I was going to run into rain. So it was critical for me to ensure that I was prepared. The bike, as I told you, is a tech machine. It's got GPS. It's got guard play. I listen to music, uh, podcasts, XM radio, and, of course, uh, the Google mapping ways uh, in, in Google itself. Uh, finally, the, the clothing, uh, you know, it was uh, made a difference. Uh, I, I did have uh, some cool uh, weather or, or very cold weather, depending on how you look at it. But I uh, I was uh, very protective because I layered myself in the clothing. We'll talk a little bit about that. The weather forecasting, it, critical to understand the local weather forecast as well as the national weather uh, forecast, understand where the fronts were. Remember, I was taking this trip between the 21st and 27th of December. It was going to be cold. My concern was snow and sleet. That was my concern. 
as long as the weather stayed above 40, I felt pretty comfortable, uh, although it would dip. And I was racing the first day, left Virginia at 26 degrees. I was racing uh, from a front that was coming in from Alabama and Florida and was trying to get to Knoxville at least past that. Uh, what I did not realize is when I got to Knoxville, there was another front coming down from New Orleans, Birmingham, and up towards Knoxville. And that's where I spent my 10 hours in the rain, about 45 degrees. And most people who saw me, if you're out there, I was, yes, I was that uh, Harley Davidson guy in my orange uh, rainproof, uh, waterproof uh, uh, suit uh, driving those 10 hours. Uh, so uh, I thank for everybody being uh, cautious. I was cautious and it was, a, it was a great ride. Even in the weather, it was a great ride. But what, what about clothing that I needed? First of all, you know, and when you ride motorcycles, they break down the motorcycles in three basic layers. Your, your uh, base layer, your middle level layer, and of course your outer layer. And that was important to me also because I knew because I was going to go through uh, colder weather and it was predicted to get warmer on the backside of my trip. Uh, I needed to be able to layer and, and layering makes it easy because you can add layers or you can take off layers. And that's basically what I did. It was, it was very helpful for me to, to add layers or take off layers depending on the weather condition. Uh, so I was really proud of that. But uh, one of the things that I, uh, I ended up purchasing is two base layers. Uh, one was called Freeze Out. It provided thermals, wind resistant. It was breathable clothing. Now, breathable clothing, I'm a big believer of that. Uh, I went to Switzerland one time, took a jacket, very warm jacket, but all I did was sweat. It was not breathable material. And I ended up just, uh, you know, I was just in a, a pool of water that entire day as I walked from one city block to the other city block. And, and I was just sweating all the time, and and the and the, that heat was not dissipating uh, very rapidly. So I wanted to make sure I had breathable uh, clothing. The other uh, um, base layer was a uh, Ruka base layer. It's a lot lightweight, practical underwear, uh, all year round. It's about 100% polyester. It is definitely breathable. Uh, that is uh, it is key, uh, um, you know, winter item. Uh, I kind of my preference was freeze out Ruka was good uh depending on the days but it's uh to me they were your know, basic long johns i liked the materials it felt good but i liked it it was breathable and then of course uh talking about uh doing a test ride most of my test rides showed me that i was very warm my clothing worked uh from my uh my layering of uh my uh my legs to my um, my body cavity, uh, all that was very good. But at times, I would uh, I, I would get a hint of coolness or coldness. So I knew I needed to do something. My uh, my good friend Dick Ross suggested, hey, if you feel a little bit cool, you better get heated heated gear, and that's uh, I did. From pants to uh, to vest to gloves, I had the heated gear, and that worked out great because the first day I left Virginia, it was 26 degrees. I needed my heated gear and it worked like a champ uh that being layered also not a big fan but i learned to be a big fan uh the balacaba um both the silk and the uh, uh the felt liners were perfect 
perfect. It helped out a lot. Uh, the uh, uh, the other thing, the Under Armour uh, clothing uh, helped uh, flow and ventilate the moisture that I had on my skin. And finally, uh, uh, you know, as I talked a little bit about it, uh, I took uh, more clothes than I needed, uh, not realizing exactly what the pack is. I was expecting the worst, and but it really ended up being a great day. Uh, other than that, one uh, one cold day, one rainy day, and three sunny but cool days, it was perfect. And uh, the the backpacking canvas that I that I use uh, was the Joy Walker waterproof backpacking rain cover. Uh, it was uh, it was an anti sip. Uh, slip uh, cross buckle strap. Uh, let me tell you, it, it was double waterproof coated layer. Uh, it kept the rain, rain, uh, fog, snow, and all the elements there. So my equipment was dry. I could not have been any happier about that. So as this round robin trip unfolded, uh, you know, I observed that uh, from a technical writer's perspective, the practical experience and advices uh, of my good friends and even family members who did not want me to go, but I always took their questions what are you what are you going to do if it snows or what are you going to do if it's cold what are you going to do if your bright a bike breaks down all those questions were answered and i was very very uh well prepared for this trip and uh you know the only thing I, i've learned uh based on the two tr- long trips i've taken uh one to knoxville in the summertime and one to round robin from uh the washington dc area the six day trip five days of riding three three plus uh, uh, 3,000 miles plus uh, from uh, D.C. to Leesville to Dallas and back. Uh, what I'd learned that I still needed to keep better record keeping. I wish I had mileage from point A to point B a little bit better. Uh, I didn't have it in exact science. I had good wag, but not exact. Also, packing items. I thought I did a pretty good job on packing, but there was a, a couple of items that I, I uh, stuck in the wrong place, and I said, okay, these are things I'm going to have to uh, pack a little bit better. So, from a packing perspective, I got to understand that. Today, we've been talking about uh, technology round robin. Uh, specifically, on my bucket list, I have two bucket list items that I'm trying to cross off in the next 12 months. One's a long motorcycle ride and, uh, and the preparation for that ride. Uh, the real ride uh, really is happening this summer, uh, going from Reno to Utah to Wyoming, back to uh, South Dakota and back to Reno, approximately 3,000 miles going through the national uh, parks. I cannot wait. That is a, a, a dream come true uh, once we execute that. And I'm going with friends. Uh, uh, so it's going to be really enjoyable. Uh, in order to prepare for that trip, I ended up going uh, on a bike ride. And uh, the bike ride we took very seriously. Uh, you know, I planned a trip. I tested uh, various items, both on the bike and, and on me, myself, on the clothing. And then we executed the trip. Uh, six days of travel, five days of riding approximately 3,000 plus miles and we completed the entire trip. First day was uh, 26 degrees. Second day it rained for approximately t- uh, thir- 10 hours. Uh, third day it was cool but sunny and beautiful riding day. Uh, the fourth day I just rested and the fifth sixth day was just sunny. So I, 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 I can tell you that I love the trip. I would do it again. In fact when I came I spent most of the weekend looking at extreme cold weather gear and as my buddy says Jose, don't get carried away. It was a great trip. You prepared 
aired correctly, but we're not going to do an extreme cold weather gear. Now, I was one of those summer-only motorcycle riders. I, I can consider myself mixed. I'm not a hardcore guy who just goes out there no matter what type of the weather is and ready to go. But I am glad I faced the challenge. We uh, addressed uh, six important things that I needed to know, and that is, you know, uh, what do you need to know about a winter trip or long riding trips? I learned those basic fundamentals. Uh, I learned a little bit about the bike and what the bike would take or not need in order to improve uh, the comfort uh, on the bike. I learned about the various navigational capabilities, both on the computer, my iPhone, and of course the information box on the on the uh, on the bike itself and that communication. And then finally, weather forecasting and clothing came in uh, very appropriately where I uh, picked up different base layers, uh, middle layers, and the outer layers, and then uh, how I prepared to pack. So it was a great trip. I loved it, uh, and I would do it again. I'm looking forward to the summer trip. We're going to visit uh, approximately 24 to 30 national parks along the way, and I cannot wait to do that. Uh, more importantly, if you're interested in learning a little bit more about motorcycles, uh, please uh, go to the podcast, Motorcycle Technology uh, 2020 Harley-Davidson Rollout. And uh, I had my guest, Dino, uh, and he gave us a real good uh, rundown on uh, the Harley-Davidson motorcycle rides. Uh, first of all, I'd like to thank uh, my executive uh, assistant, uh uh, Alex, I call her Alex, Alexandria Loreno. Uh, she does all the hard work and, of course, executive producer D. Daniels. And until I see you the next time, uh, drive safely, enjoy the technology that you have out there. It's really at your fingertips and use it all well. Uh, this is your host, Jose Negron, and I bid you a great week. Enjoy uh, a happy uh, new year, uh, 2020. And I'm looking forward to, to having many more technology shows. Take care. Thank you for listening to Today, Tomorrow's Technologies. We hope you'll join your host, Jose Negron, for another exciting program next Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Enjoy the rest of your week. 